0: Welcome to the Cedarville First podcast. If you enjoyed this week's sermon, be sure to subscribe to this podcast to hear the latest sermons as soon as they're available. Good morning, everybody. I can't hear myself hardly, and I can't hear you at all. I have problems with an inner ear infection, so. I found out that God has a sense of humor. I was preaching in Ponape, which is the extreme islands west of New Guinea. At a, I was having an emotional healing conference and pastors from different islands came and in the middle of my preaching, you have to remember I only had one, before I got this infection, I had a stroke in this ear And I lost all hearing in it, so at that time I could hear out of this ear. And uh, while I'm preaching, this old pastor's woman, God's not supposed to heal old people. This old pastor's wife, (laughs) that's a joke, get over it. (laughs) She grabbed her head and started crying, and everybody gathered around her. she, She started saying, I can hear, I can hear same thing happened while i was in ireland i was preaching on a sunday morning and a, an elderly gentleman doubled over in his pew and started rubbing the top of his head and finally got up and walked out when church was over he came to me and said i hope i didn't upset your message and i said it didn't bother me but what happened he said for years i have not been able to hear and he said while you was preaching God opened my ears, and he said it was so loud I had to leave. So if anything happens this morning, it's not going to be because of Glenn Dorsey. It's going to be because out of my weakness, God is made strong. I come today to bring you a word from God. This is not a sermon. It's a message. And before I get to it, I just want to tell you, how grateful we are to be here with you. I'm excited about getting to see this building that's going up. I know you're excited about it, but I was extremely honored uh, early in the year, in the month of February. At BB, I had uh, a conference that's called Three Nights of Healing Body, Soul, and Spirit. Haley happened to come and do worship, patience came. Visited with us and mom and dad came down. Spent a couple of days. And uh, we enjoyed so much being around you. Always love being with your family. I'm so impressed with your family. And uh, I see the hand of God on every one of them in such a unique way. <clears throat> I want to talk to you this morning about something that God has placed in my spirit, and I can't get it out because it is a place where I am at in my relationship with God, and I feel like that whatever God is speaking to me, He is speaking to you. The nation of Israel has declared war because an enemy caught them by surprise. It's time for the American church to declare war for our country because our borders have been taken down. We are not protected by our own government. We are at the mercies of God. And it's time for the church to take its place in bringing the power of God, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I've got good news for you. You may be troubled about what's happening over there. You may be concerned about all of the, all of the secrecy that's taking place in the United States. We could wake up tomorrow and every state could have confusion and it plots to overthrow our government. But I don't live... Just because I'm an American, I live because I'm a Hevanian. My citizenship is in heaven. And therefore, I have a king. And my king tells me what I am supposed to do. And it's through him that I have love and joy and peace, which is the atmosphere of the kingdom that I live in. Concerned? Yes. Worried? No. Because there is a relationship that we are seeking with the Lord. I want to encourage you that when you read the book of Revelation, I never get tired of reading that passage that says that a scroll was given to him. And the Bible says that they wept because nobody was worthy to read what was written in the scroll. But the Bible said, I saw the lamb as it had been slain worthy was the lamb the bible says to open the seals of the book i want to tell you that the seals of the book of revelation are in the hand of my king jesus and the things that are in the future of the church and the things that are in the future of america and the things that are in the future of israel are in his hands he has declared it he's going to release it at the time it's supposed to be released and hell cannot stop it nor can it stop his church My God, he's still king and he's still Lord. So what is our responsibility? Our responsibility is to live more than any time in our Christian experience in unbroken fellowship. What does it look like to walk in unbroken fellowship? We have a verse that illustrates it for us, that if you're familiar with my preaching, you understand that I don't preach to you, I preach with you. I like you to preach with me. So, in First John chapter 1 and verse 7, I'm going to get there in just a moment. Our responsibility is to live in unbroken fellowships. So what does that start, what does that look like? Things that once did not bother us suddenly begin to become big issues in our life. I have discovered that in my relationship with God, that the closer I get to God, the little things become magnified in His presence things that I used to not think anything about suddenly begin to trouble my spirit. Why? Because I have unbroken fellowship with God by the Holy Spirit and whatever would disturb the Holy Spirit ought to disturb me. We're entering into a place where people have lost the fear of God. And we're also entering into a place to where Christians do not hate sin. We tolerate sin and I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself in my message, but we today and preachers in America, I'm all over everywhere, and I'm seeing that Christians are building an immunity to sin. God spoke to me and said, people today are choosing their churches like Israel chose their idols. I'll go to this church because I can drink a little bit. I'll go to this church so I can fornicate a little bit. They understand I'm single and I have to have my needs met. They choose their sin. They choose the church based on the sin that the church says is okay. An immunity to sin. Too many Christians has allowed comedy and cartoons to become an open door to just build an immunity to sin. There are stuff in commercials today that when I was a kid, an adult would have walked to the TV and turned it off. Sounds old school to me. No, not really. It sounds Bible to me. The closer you get to God, the more little things become big. I'll give you an example. This phrase, unbroken fellowship, I, I heard somebody speak that word and the Holy Spirit just opened my heart up and shoved that on the inside of me and said, that's what I want in you. I want unbroken fellowship 24 hours a day. So I've started trying to practice whatever pleases God it's what I want to do and whatever grieves God, I don't want to do. So I'm watching of all things. Now, this younger generation don't have any clue about what I'm talking about. It dates me, I understand, but some of you in here do. Anybody in here ever watch Gunsmoke? You sinners. I'm watching Gunsmoke. And the Holy Spirit said, what are you doing watching that? I said, Lord, this is black and white. We didn't start sinning until we got the color. Dear God, what's wrong with gun smoke? He said, I'll tell you what's wrong with gun smoke. He said, you got two adult people having an affair, and most of the scenes are shot in the saloon, and any time anybody has a problem, let's go have a drink. So I haven't watched Gunsmoke since. <laughs> now, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just giving you an example of what God's doing in my life. Well, for years, now, i raised my kids in this. For years. One of our Christ- Christmas uh, traditions was watching the Griswold Christmas story. And the lights come on and say, you are an idiot. (laughs) All this dude does is sit around and fantasize about another woman than his wife. It's got some hilarious scenes in it. But do I have to eat the trash before I get anything that's worth getting? What I'm trying to tell you is, There's a Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you. It is the nature of God that's on the inside of you. And what God's trying to get you to do is come ye up from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and I will receive you unto myself. We are not of this world. We are not like the world. We have been born again. First 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. Could I get a cup of water, please? First John 1 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. Thank you. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from some sin. what are you sure spell it for me a l l and the blood of jesus cleanses me from all sin based on what if i walk in the light as he is in the light come help me preach boss You're Jesus. I just promoted you today. (laughs) Here we are, going through life. Me and Jesus got it all worked out. I see things over here in the world, and I say, I think I'm going to go over here. You just keep walking. I think I'm going to do this for a little while. I think I'll miss Sunday night. They're not going to miss me. I think I'll go to Razorback game. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Where am I at in relationship to him? If I walk in the light as he is in the light, but something happened in my walk. Walk is a progressiveness. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship, but what happens is that when he starts walking and I stay where I'm at, suddenly the light keeps getting dimmer and dimmer. I don't see anything wrong anymore with social drinking. I don't see anything wrong anymore with watching an R-rated movie. People say, I just don't see anything wrong with it. The reason you can't see it is because you're in the dark. Oh, we're preaching good now. But... If I'm walking in the light as he is in the light. Lord, I'm concerned about this stuff going on in Israel. What's going to happen in the United States? You know, Lord, they see us just as much an enemy as they do Israel. They hate our guts. Lord, I'm concerned about the future of my kids. Lord, are we going to be safe? Is it all right, Lord, for me to send my kids to school? Lord, what's going to happen to my job? I'm worried about what's going to happen if the economy of the United States falls. I just got to know what's the answer. And I'm not walking in the dark, and I'm not afraid. There's just questions that I've got. Lord, what are we going to do? I don't know what to do. What do you say? Whatever you say is what I'm going to do. Wherever you go, that's where I'm going to go. Whatever you say, that's what I'm going to say. Hey, amen. I want to walk in unbroken fellowship <clears throat> Amos chapter 3 verse 3 says can two walk together unless they be agreed 2 Corinthians 6:14 says do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for whatever has righteousness with for what has righteousness with lawlessness, or what has fellowship, what has light with darkness? Recently I was preaching in Hungary, I was teaching actually a group of pastors. And the culture of Hungary is men. Have other women besides their wives on the side. The kids are raised with that knowledge. The wives are raised with that knowledge. And so men just do that. And so I was teaching them about morality and I was teaching them about how that God changes us from sin to light. And I made a statement. I, it shocked me because I got a response. I said, I've never met a man yet that cheated on his wife that didn't feel guilty. And a guy spoke up and I said, what do you all say? The man raised his hand and he said, I never felt any guilt. He's a pastor now. He said, that's the culture that we was raised in. Everybody did that. He said, I did that all the time. I felt nothing wrong. I felt no guilt. But I said, sir, how did you feel after you got saved? He said, I certainly felt like that that was not the thing to do. What happened? The difference was the light was turned on the darkness. And that which I tolerated and culture had said was okay. You all don't need to hear me. I'm not, I'm not up here trying to stir a pot. I'm not up here trying to tell you things you already know. What I'm saying is not going to change anybody except what's in this room or anybody watching this video. But I'm here to tell you the lights need to be turned on in the house of God that will reach to the schoolhouse, to the courthouse, and to the White House. That a man is a man and a woman is a woman. That marriage is between a man and a woman. And that a man cannot have a baby. And just because you want to pair like a kitten don't make you a cat. We laugh at that. But the reality is that there are children that are being brainwashed at too early an age before they can handle the subject that's been placed in their mind, and the devil uses that. I'm gonna call it out for what it is. It is a spirit of a ver- perversion that wants to steal the sexual identity that God has given a child at birth, and I'm gonna speak against it as long as I live. It is not from God, it's from hell. unbroken fellowship there's a man in the scripture it's a perfect example for us of what i'm saying (coughs) and his name is enoch genesis chapter 5 verse 24 the word of god says and enoch walked with god and he was not for god took him i don't know if you write in your bible if you have one with you or not but it's worthy to write your name above enoch because that is you Enoch in the Old Testament represents the church. He is the seventh from Adam. The number seven is the number for completeness. Enoch walked with God. What separated him in the days of Noah? In the days of Noah, flesh is just like happening all throughout the world today. It was violence and it was perversion. It was giants on the land that came from angels seducing men, women. And the devil was trying to stop the bloodline of Jesus from coming to be sinless blood. He was wanting to destroy it. And God said, I'm going to destroy all of mankind. But Noah, but in the days of Noah, there was a man by the name of Enoch. There were two that were declared righteous in pre-flood days. Only two. Enoch and Noah. Noah represents Israel. Enoch represents the church. What are we supposed to be doing as we see these end time events unveiling? The church of God's not, we're not unraveling, we're not living in fearful torment. What we're doing is just keeping fellowship with Jesus. Jesus. Every day Enoch walked with God. Every day he walked with God. Every day he prayed. Every day he visited with the Creator. Every day he just had conversations with God. I just wish the Bible had recorded what some of those conversations were. Because they must have been pretty intimate. It must have been pretty life-changing. Because God just... Kept drawing him in to a tighter place. Every day they walked together. You know what happens when you hang out with a person too much? You get really tight. You get really close. Enoch walked with God. There was such intense fellowship. And God was sharing his secrets about things that's going to come. I'll share with you what he told him in just a minute. But Enoch walked with God. What's the church doing? Every day we are walking and serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, he had unbroken fellowship is the only other way that I know how to put that. In Hebrews 11, verse 5, it says, By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken up, he was commended as having pleased God. Why did he walk with God every day? Because God was pleased with him. Just talk, and the scripture says that he got so tight with God that God said, Man, I'm going to let you escape death. (laughs) Wait just a minute. Isn't that the hope of the church? that when Jesus Christ comes before the great tribulation period, before all hell breaks out, before the seals are broken, the word said the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and the dead in Christ shall rise first and we which were alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet them in the clouds and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That is you my friend. That means that if I have fellowship with God Jesus said that generation that sees these things come to pass is the generation that you and I are living in yes. it is. that Jesus is coming soon I'm preaching better than you're shouting right now I'm giving you awful good hope here I'm telling you don't be afraid because there's a rapture button I'm telling you I don't know when it's going to be. I know close to when it's going to be. But because of unbroken fellowship, fear has no hold on me. Death has no hold on me because I'm saved. S-A-V-E-D. And all my sins have been covered because I keep fellowship. Oh my God, I gotta bring this message to a close. That clock back there is talking to me. (laughs) The church represents those that are gonna go out of here before the seven year tribulation. But I gotta tell you, friend, that the Lord's coming for a holy bride without spot and without wrinkle, living a holy life, being ready for action, whether the church, whether we're assembled together in the church or whether we're at a ball game, that when the Holy Spirit says, witness right now to that person next to you, ask that next person next to you, why are you troubled when God has given you such hope? Whatever it is that God puts in your mouth, you're on call because you're in fellowship. And when the Holy Spirit starts whispering, you start talking. Catherine Kuhlman, one of the greatest healing ministries in America. Hundreds of people would be healed each night without her even laying her hand on her, was being interviewed, and she was asked, What is it like to have such a tremendous healing ministry? And she said, I don't have a healing ministry. And the guy looked at her and said, what do you mean you don't have a healing ministry? He said, she said, I don't have a healing ministry. He said, how do you explain this? She said, I am a person of presence. He said, what do you mean person of presence? She said, I live with unbroken fellowship with God. 24 hours a day, she said, my thoughts are always heavenward. I'm always listening to the Father. I'm always talking to the Father. I'm in worship. I'm in prayer. I'm aware of my environment. And she said the things that happen in these crusades happens when I walk through factories. She said I walk through factories and people fall out. I don't know them, I don't talk to them, I just walk by them. But because of the anointing of God's presence on my life, it comes because of one thing. She said, I have no talent, I have no ability. The only thing that I have is unbroken fellowship with God. What's God wanting in his church as the crisis starts building and as the boat gets tightened? What's the church going to do? I'm just going to keep fellowship with God. I'm not going to bow my knee to Baal. And I'm ready for activation of the Holy Ghost that whenever he says, say something, do something, give something, I will. I'm going to say this and then I'm done. <clears throat> Jude 14 says, It was also about these that, that Enoch... The seventh from Adam prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to bring judgment upon the earth. What is the message of the church? The message of the church is, Oh, God understands your weakness. That's okay. God will all tolerate that. God's love will override his hell. That's not what the church preaches. The church preaches what we sang before I started preaching. God is holy, 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 and he does not compromise his character. Therefore, it is beholding to us as the church to tell the world God is holy, and God is coming in judgment. You want to know what's getting ready to happen to Israel? This is just the bottom of what God's getting ready to shake in the world. We, the church, are the true voice of God on the earth. We are Daniel standing in the court of Belshazzar, and the finger is written on the wall, Many, many tinkled you, Parson. Thou art weighed in the balance And found wanting. It's time for the church to start selling and telling the sinner. Now is the time of hope. Now is the time to get in the ark. Now is the time to look to Jesus. He's king and he's coming. But if you don't, all hell's going to hit your life. And after everything that God does to judge this earth, the ultimate end is the lake of fire. If you take the mark, you're going to experience sores that you're going to wish for death and can't have it, and ultimately you're going to be cast alive into the lake of fire. That don't sound pretty, but if I'm convincing, if I'm a Jonah from a whale's belly that has lost fellowship with God and suddenly God said, now you're going to say what I'm saying, and he starts speaking what God says. What's God wanting to do in your life this morning? God's wanting to reel you in a little bit closer and say, I'm tired of just using one voice in the house of God. I'm wanting to use you where I've put you. Quit praying for me to put you on another job. I'll put you where you're at because there are sinners there and they need to see a witness. They need to see somebody that believes Jesus is Lord. Amen. Stand to your feet with me, please. unbroken fellowship. If you were touched by the message this morning, you feel like God was just saying come on up a little bit closer. Come on, let's get more clean. Come on, let's get rapture ready. Come on, let's bring somebody with us. If the word was for you this morning, would you come and Fill this altar area this morning and let's present ourselves to God as a church today. Move quickly, please. Don't wait on somebody else. Thank you, brother. The message is for me this morning. Don't tell me it wasn't for you. Come on, folks. Am I saying it wrong, Pastor? Are you telling me you don't need to get closer to God? Are you telling me you don't need to get closer to God? Stay right here. I want you to come because I came to you. Why am I asking for a response like this? Because God wants to know how sincere you are with what his word says. I don't need you to come forward for me. But God this morning, sir, is wanting to reel you in. He's wanting to draw us. If we will be drawn, he wants to bring us to a place of quickness. God's getting ready to quicken us. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing this morning. Folks, this don't mean you're backslid. This don't mean you're away from God. This is just saying, God, I want to get closer to you than I've ever been. That's all we're doing. I want to get so close to you that you tap me on the shoulder. God, I want you to get so close to me that I can't stay away from your house. I can't stay away from your presence. Lord, I want to spend time with you first thing in the morning before anybody else does. Lord, I want you to touch me. I want you to use me. time that you really had God just melt you like butter (laughs) you're the first to respond because the more I get from God the more I want to get from Him. you're chosen from God this morning because your hunger pushed you to come forward your hunger said man there's nothing wrong in my life I just want more God Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now that the power of the Holy Ghost will settle so heavy on this man and that you will use him because, Lord, his heart cries for you. Manifest your glory. God, manifest your glory. Take his temple over. Meet with him, Lord, at this place this morning. Fill him afresh. Use him in this area. Correta Rabatabaco, Shondoridolovacaran Corribidolovacopori, Miri Fiondo, Shotoribidaba, Cando Rivera Lovacos, Shotorinama. Father, I give you praise. Father, I give you praise. Father, I give you praise. I honor, Lord, every person that's come forward this morning, God, that you will begin to magnify their worship, that you will begin to make an impact on their spirit, that you will be drawn to the working and the dealings of the questions that they have in life, that whenever the question arises that you have an answer because they're in unbroken fellowship with you. It don't take days to get an answer. All it takes is for the Holy Spirit to quicken me. Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna do it because it's right and because it's pleasing to you. Lord, I present myself to you as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God. That's my reasonable service. Father, to your glory, I'm asking you, Lord, honor this teenage young lady. Lord, I'm asking you to get deeper in her spirit. God, elevate her in the house of God. Lord, add to her personality, gifts that she didn't even know that she had. Lord, use her to bring joy. God, bring favor on this lady's life this morning. Your glory is in this house. Your presence is in this house radiate your presence. Lord, radiate your presence. Lord, radiate your presence. I am here this morning, Lord, because of you. I am here, Lord, to have fellowship with you. The environment of her home, when she is present alone in her house, let her know, Lord, that Your presence is there heads. with her. Give Lord, us we your glorify heart. Your mighty name today. We glorify this Your mighty heart. name today. Lift our we glorify so Your mighty name today. and I pray for you, lady. Then I pray for you, lady. I can't understand that. So give us Father God, heart. to the glory of God. This lady said, "I'm a coming, Lord, for no other because reason because I want deeper relationships. Lord, I don't want superficial, shallow walk with God. I want the, the fire of God. I want the power of God." That's the so last day church is going to be a powerful God church, so much so that those outside the gates God, that when Peter comes, he says, "I don't have anything to give you, but such as I have, I'm going to give you my Jesus." And suddenly, a lame man walks. God, we're going to see those days in the Cedarville Assembly of God. Lord, where the laity are laying hands on people, and they're being delivered, they're being set free, they're being healed. Use this woman, Lord, to be one of those people. us Give us I want to live for, our souls for you. Souls to Lord, I want, I want to speak to you I'm so close to you, God, you that I'm going to ask
1: because I know what you're going to do. I can
0: trust you with the unknown. to bless this man with peace things that it's not had. Oh Lord, God, I praise and you all mine. I praise you all mine. I present myself, Lord, because I'm here. I want you. I want you. Face. Lord, I want more than to do that on my spine. I want more, Lord, than just feeling. Lord, what I want in my life today is a real relationship. God, let it be the decisions that guards his life. Speak to him, Lord, about those things I pray Let us not Lifting him up. Let There's things that you can't do that only God can do for oh, you if you will it him. Overcome him quickly. Start your. Does that make sense to you? Meaning noble, exalted. Noble, exalted. Numerous versions, but it means noble and exalted. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself noble? Do you see yourself exalted? That's who Jesus says you are. It's time for you to start seeing yourself the way He sees you. It's no joke, it's a reality because what you have been does not matter what you're becoming it's all about that because God's stirring some things in your life and when he starts stirring things are going to be separated from your life and he's going to add things to your life until you get just the right mix the right color that says yeah that's her she's noble And she's to be exalted you were not created to be walked on you were not created to be dominated you were not created to feel lesser than any other woman in this church. Because of fellowship with Jesus, who you're with is how people see you. If you you was going with some kind of jerk in town and people saw you with him, they'd say, they put you with him. But how do they feel if they see you with the richest man in town? she must have something going on. You got something going on, because you're with the with the Lord Jesus. I'm spending time with you, because God don't want you to just fake it. God wants you to claim your identity, and stop trying to make things happen, and learn how to allow God to work through you, for you, and with you. So, Father, everything that's chaotic in her world, I ask the Holy Spirit to hover over her like He did the earth when it was in chaos. And I pray, Lord, that everything that's out of order in her high, in her life, I don't care what it is, whether it's her job, her husband, the church, wherever she is connected, Lord, take the chaos and start turning it into order because there's beauty in order. There's beauty in order. There is strength in order. Father, drive those things out of her life that harass her and that torment her. I speak freedom over your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen amen hey folks i know i appreciate you hanging in here this is not the glenn dorsey show but this is god's word you're a participant in this you know how to pray for these people you love these people i want you to know i value you staying in here instead of making popeyes more important than the presence of god serious about that how can we expect god's best If I expect God's best, I'll be here tonight. I won't be doing something else. The times demand that I get closer to God than I've ever been. This is not a time to just act like nothing's going on. Thanks for listening to the Cedarville First podcast. If this sermon has blessed you, feel free to share it with a friend. For more information about Cedarville First, check us out on Facebook and the web at cedarvillefirst.com. See you next week.